Our second lesson for this morning comes from Acts chapter 26, verses... Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. There you go. That's what it is. Um, Just to catch us up, because we've skipped over quite a bit from last week. You may remember a few weeks ago when Dr. Raju gave his presentation and we read the story of uh, Stephen being stoned to death. And I said a few words about that. That has happened between last week's verses and this week's. So the apostles have been put on trial several times. There was a issue with, um, with the widows in this sort of community of the church who were not being fed, and so the apostles picked several leaders, we, they called them deacons, who would be a part of that. One of those was a man named Philip, who we will hear about today. And another one is, was Stephen. Now, Stephen got into tr- some trouble when he was arguing against a particular synagogue, and eventually he was put to death by the Sanhedrin. That then sparked this new sort of persecution from sort of the Jewish authorities on the church, on the early church. And so they start spreading around one of the places where they have spread. Philip has gone off to Samaria and has preached and done some amazing things, and he is now drawn to speak here. So that kind of gives us an idea. This is after the, the, um, the death of Stephen, the church is starting to spread out, and we now have this story about Philip. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This one had gone to Jerusalem to worship, And on their way home was sitting in their chariot reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the person reading Isaiah, the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I? They said, unless someone explains it to me. So they invited Philip to come up and sit with them. This is the passage of Scripture that the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shear is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can spare his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with the very passage of Scripture and told them the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. 
What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And they gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized them. Then they came up out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on their way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared to Azotus and traveled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Lord God, thank you for this day, for your word and for your spirit that drives us out. That calls us into conversation and relationship with others. Lord God, fill us with your spirit that we may hear and know your word for us this day. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts. May they be acceptable in your sight, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So Philip is on a speaking tour. He's going from town to town. He's telling people about the name and the work of Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, the Christ. And he's told, drop what you're doing, go down to the road. You know, the desert one. That's all the instructions he has. So he goes, he goes down to the road. And there he sees a a convoy. He sees an Ethiopian eunuch, we are told. So to get an idea of what that actually means, what is an Ethiopian? Who is an Ethiopian? During the day, this time, the person in charge of the Jewish people is Caesar, is Rome. Here, if we can show that picture, is, sorry, I should have given you more heads up. Here, ooh, we got nice transition. We've got a picture here of Augustus Caesar. The first Caesar, the first emperor of Rome forming himself sort of in the style of Alexander the Great of the Greek Empire, seeing himself as more than just a king, no, an emperor, even a god. Oftentimes we hear about the great might of Rome. When Rome was on the scene, no one could stand against them, right? Except this bust of Caesar Augustus, which now is in the British Museum, was not found in any of the confines of Rome. No, in fact, it was found in modern-day Somalia. 
which was not a part of the Roman Empire. It was found in the city of Meroe in a temple. It was found plastered under the threshold of that temple so that every time someone came into that temple, they would step all over the head of the great Augustus Caesar. That great civilization, who we don't hear a whole lot about, has lots of different names. It was the Cush Kingdom, or the Kingdom of Cush, also known as the Ethiopian people. Ethiopia is, er, Ethiopian is a Greek word coming from Greek historians for burnt in the face. They, just, they were described as tall and muscular, mighty people. This same group of people was called the um, Nubians by the Egyptians from their word Nub meaning gold. This is the place where gold was. Apparently, these people, also known as the kingdom of the bow or was it pupil smiters, they were very good with bows, warrior people, lived south of Egypt. And Augustus Caesar had come down to come and, and expand this great Roman Empire. Took over the Middle East, took over Egypt, got to the borders of the Cush kingdom, and was repelled. The Cush people fought him back. And at their lead was the next slide, which was the Kandake. A great warrior queen. This one was probably, let me look up the name because I don't remember it. Uh, this was probably Amadurinus, the one-eyed warrior Kandake. She beat them back. They took the bust. They put it in the floor of their um, temple. Eventually, the great Roman Empire and the Kush kingdom made a treaty, said this is where we'll stop and this is where you will end and we'll have some trade back and forth. We would like for you to give back all of those things that you stole. And the Kandaki said, sure, fine. And they gave everything back more or less except for the bust. So this is a completely different people's. Philip looks up and he sees probably this was a, a trading caravan. This was an important person. They worked under the queen, the Kandake of the day. They were the treasurer. They were probably trading who knows what. And while they are going, they are reading from Isaiah. Why are they reading from Isaiah? We have no idea. 
The Old Testament tells us that there were some um, connections between the, the kings of Judah and the Cush king. There was an alliance at some point, so maybe this is a, a continuation of that. Who knows? Perhaps this eunuch was given this, scri- this scroll while they were in Jerusalem. Whatever the reason, they're reading it and considering all these things. So Philip sees this person who's not Jewish, incredibly not Jewish. He's not even Roman. And the Spirit says, go go talk to that person. Not only are they an Ethiopian, a foreign sort of person for Philip, he's also a eunuch. Y'all know what eunuch is? I don't necessarily have to explain what that is, right? But according to Jewish law, because of that status, they don't fit in the duality of male or female, and they certainly do fit in a duality of clean and unclean. They're definitely unclean. This eunuch, had they come to Jerusalem and tried to come into the temple, into the 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 place where the Gentiles could come, they would have been barred because of this particular status. They were unclean, unfit, unable to enter into that place. But the Spirit says to Philip, go hang out by by that chariot. Go see what's going on. And this person, as they're reading, probably out loud, reads from Isaiah, from the suffering servant song from the, near the end of Isaiah, talking about the turmoil and the terrible things that will happen to this great and mighty one of God. Philip says, hey, do you understand what you're reading? says, no. How can I? Can someone please explain it to me? And so Philip comes and sits, explains, and reads through. Tells them what's going on there in Isaiah, but also tells them what has happened with Jesus. That same one that same mighty one of God who was, in fact, murdered, tortured, and yet who God lifted up. Explains the gospel. As they're traveling along, they see some water, and the eunuch says, there's some water. Can you think of a reason that I can't be baptized right now. At which you and I might stop. Maybe I can. You're you're not one of my people. You don't look like me. You don't talk like me. You don't 
do anything like me. You don't fall into the confines that I have for clean or unclean, or even male or female. I don't know, I need to talk to a committee. Let's, let's form an exploratory, right? Let's, let's, I don't know, I need to do some reading up on this. Let me see what the famous theologians have to say about this situation. No? <laughs> we could probably come with all, up with all sorts of reasons. Why not? But Philip had been called. Philip had been sent to this very road to speak to this very person who just happens to be reading from Isaiah a passage that Philip can explain directly. And so Philip says, can't think of a thing. And he baptizes him. And Philip is whisked away who knows where. This man never sees him again. This is an important story in Acts because it calls the early church and us. It's stretching our boundaries. It's asking us to not to think of the reasons why not but think of the reasons why. To dive into the grace of Jesus Christ that goes beyond our stipulations calls us to see where the Holy Spirit is at work. Even if it's not necessarily in a place that we're comfortable with. It may be from this Ethiopian eunuch going back. And tradition says that the Apostle Mark was a big part of it. But the Ethiopian or Coptic church was actually became the first established Christian church in the world. While the early church in Jerusalem and in the Roman Empire was hiding in secret illegal meetings in houses, the Coptic believers were building dedicated church buildings. The Coptic church in that particular place continued in strength until long past the Middle Ages. And the Coptic church continues to be one of our siblings in Christ, preaching and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, born here in northern Africa. The Holy Spirit is at work in the book of Acts. We are called to listen to the Spirit, to go where the Spirit calls us, to sit and, and talk and have conversation with folks. Because 
Our call is to follow where the Spirit is leading. Amen.